stadium. Their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. Stadium. Their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. Coming at you live from responsible distances apart, this is the Blue Heaven Podcast with a soundboard. It's just awkwardly in, in a uh, it's in a weird spot, but we are powered by the Overtime Podcast Network. What is going on, Dodgers Nation? Sayamo is real FRG. <laughs> Twitter and Instagram. Did, did, I don't think that's did right. Did I do that right? I'm pretty uh, sure I, you're I, wrong. I, I, well, you know, when in Rome. I, tr- I tried ever so slightly. My, I forgot my Spanish. Who are you, Brooke Me Three? <laughs> I'm not saying in mine in Spanish. Uh, I am Brooke. You can find me at Brooke Me Three on Twitter and Instagram. On today's wonderful show, we got to talk pretty much. We pretty much just got to talk one thing, really. There's going to be a lot mixed in, but I think everybody's here to talk about what are we calling it? MLB Biodome. Is that where? Is that how we're referring to it? Yeah, it's uh, it's the Biodome. It's here. It's now. We're all very scared. But and apparently desperate for baseball because this thing is given us false hope, which is is pretty much a topic on today's show. Uh, we we gotta hate on them Astros a little bit because, well, they make it so easy. And uh, Gary's providing us rally safety tips, <laughs> which I'm very excited about. And uh, and oh, so much more will be on today's fine programming for your uh, virtual Taco Tuesday. Before we do get into the show, uh, we do ask if you could please subscribe to our podcast. It would mean oh, so many things to us in our in here areas. Uh, even rate and review it. It would mean a lot. It turns hey, we, we have a lot of uh, ratings on on iTunes. Now. Well, not a lot, but I mean, they've they've picked up. So um Thank you, guys. We do appreciate that. But yeah, rate us on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you can. Rate us on, uh, you know, those places. Uh, we'd appreciate it. Guys, don't forget this is a live broadcast, so make sure you drop into the comments. Let us know where you're watching from. Let us know where you're repping Dodgers Nation. Let us know where you're sad, because I think there's just a general <laughs> sense of sadness in baseball and sports in general right now. So we'll jump into the chat in a little bit once those things get going. But we got a couple of people that have checked in already. Sylvia over on Facebook, she says... I miss going out to the Dodger games. And yes, all of us um, feel that deep down in our soul. Very, very deep down. So um, I I do tip my my beer to you, Brooke. Happy uh, National Beer Day and Virtual Taco Tuesday. It is National Beer Day. Not international, but we are drinking uh, Mexican beer. So that, sorry, cerveza. So uh, I guess that works. Uh, let's check a few more folks here on the stream. Roach. Roach is in the stream. He's uh, celebrating Virtual Taco Tuesday with us. So let's uh, give a couple points out there here. Oh, man, we got a real celebrity in the house. Uh, Sierra. Sierra, star of a left field and occasionally pitcher for the Netflix and Chill softball team and uh, dear friend of ours. Uh, she knows these famous people. So what's going on, Sierra? Good to, 
good to see your words here on the internet. Mo- Moshe's in the stream. We haven't seen that guy in a million years, I think. Dude, he's Moshe's collecting. Busy. He's he's gonna be collecting money soon. Got an extra free year, right? <laughs> For people don't Machado's know, that's pay up. yeah, that's the guy who uh, called out Manny Machado at the Dodger game. Manny's like, uh, "I'll bet you my contract. We win a World Series before the Dodgers do." And ooh, was was he looking wrong? Miguel is watching from Phoenix, the future home of all of MLB, apparently. <laughs> Clinton Bragland, Fry, Fry, 403. Hello. I've never been to Hello, but we, we do appreciate you hanging out. Jerry Riggs says Biodome. Will Polly Shore fall throughout the first pitch? What do you think about is, that, Brooke? Is, is, is that a good Shore, idea? Is Polly Shore still alive? I oh, think so. Let's hope not. <laughs> <laughs> I've never been a Polly Shore fan. I don't understand what anybody ever saw Said him. everyone ever. I, I don't understand why he was allowed to be in things. Uh, I, I can't even I can't even comment. No, no yeah, comment. that's what all of his uh, that's what all of his ex girlfriends said too. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> and I will leave now. Thank you. Were you even old enough for like Biodome? What well, year did Biodome come out? Encino Man, know. yeah. If only we had the internet. I've, I've seen them both, but I. I Nineteen ninety six. I was three. So. <laughs> and we are very proud of you for that. I, I probably did not uh, see it in theaters. Probably. <laughs> Oh, uh, you guess. guys remember? You guys remember uh, theaters? <laughs> you guys remember being happy? Man, AMC <laughs> is going bankrupt. They said no more <laughs> AMC, but they couldn't survive on four hundred thousand dollars worth of uh, popcorn sales. It's like what three people? <laughs> you see how I much popcorn they give you for nine eighty five or something? Jeez, I saw a thing. It was like you charge fifty dollars for a bucket of popcorn. You guys couldn't save some money. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Katie is ready to uh, smack talk the Astros, and uh, she wants Altuve to catch these hands. So that is a little bit later in the show. First up, let's let's dig into the biodome. Uh, initially, I wanted to call this this section or this segment of the show. It's gonna be May because baseball is discussing uh, allegedly. Jeff Passan out here wild, and I don't think that boy slept in like three months, but <laughs> <laughs> he's out here. Uh, dropping hints and rumor bombs we got it so we had back in the day on the show we used to have bob bombs that was before nightingale went like full rogue and just was making up anything he could um yeah. we got to come up with something with with uh for our boy jeff passing but rumor is that uh there could be basically baseball in a bubble in arizona and as soon as may uh i i didn't really get much of your reaction on this brooke what are your uh, what are your thoughts chief yeah, I was going to ask you, uh, like, what your opinion was. Like, what side do you fall on? Do you do you fall more on the this is plausible side or this is not plausible side? Which what side of the fence do you think you're on? Well, if we're being pulling, logical pulling, about it, pulling emotions out. What side? Do you yeah, think? if we're being logical about this, this definitely feels on the uh, the not logical side of of the fence. Um, you know. <laughs> We're all here, still stuck at home. May is less than a month away. I, I just, you can't see that happening. You just really can't see that happening. Yeah. So, if, I mean, if you guys didn't get to read about it or hear it or anything like that, if you live under a rock but only watch our show for some reason, that would be strange. But cheers. It's basically, the breakdown of it is that 
Major League Baseball wants to get games going as fast as possible. And to do so, the best thing to do would to be to do kind of what Dana White's doing, where he's buying an island and putting everybody on it. But the island is Arizona because nobody ever goes to Arizona. Um, so put everybody in those spring training facilities and at uh, Chase Field where the Diamondbacks play. Those become the almost like dormitories. Like you're almost living there and mm-hmm. doing baseball. And that's all you do all the time. That's it. And you don't really get to leave your bubble and mm. it's it's just basically trying to limit as much interaction with the outside world as possible so that baseball can get going so that they don't keep losing out on television deals and sponsorships and things like that they're gonna lose out on ticket sales that's just that's inevitable at this point there's no going mm-hmm. back on that but at least there's some chance that they're gonna get baseball started if anything the only thing that this really did for me when i was reading it i know a lot of people got excited or angry one way or the other I think the only thing this did for me was like, okay, well, they're working on something like that. That gives me mm-hmm. a little bit of hope that they can at least say that like, Hey, it's being worked on, even if it's not a realistic possibility at this point, it's being worked on. Yeah. And I think one of the biggest obstacles that I've read so far, I mean, there's, it sounds like the logistics aren't even the biggest obstacle, which you would think it would be, but it sounds yeah. like one of the biggest ones is like, Hey, players have to be away from their families for that long. And I get that, but also, if you're getting paid as much as they could potentially be getting paid, I, I don't know about you, man. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm going away from my family for eight months I, and I'm okay. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Passing and Gary, we'll, we'll get your, your feedback or your thoughts on this in a minute too, being the, the resident family man here, but Passin talked about that, how he, uh, he spoke with, you know, one of his, uh, his baseball folks that he has in his, his uh, Rolodex, because he's OG like that. He does carry around a Rolodex, people's cards and scraps of paper and napkins with names on it. But, uh, you know, he talked to a player who was like, hell, well, he said, F no, no way in hell I'm doing that. <laughs> and then the next day, the guy texts back and he's like, so I talked to my wife. And what <laughs> happened was she's like, if we go and get paid, I'm all for it. You know, so my wife months. said, I have to go. <laughs> <laughs> Gary, uh, resident family man, what are your uh, what's your take on this? Would what's the amount of money it's going to take <laughs> to get you? away from the family and keep in mind we everybody's been quarantined with their family for a while so this is probably the very wrong time to be asking it's hard to family ask. about it <laughs> i mean for them i think they get to see their families at probably they're away from their family what the longest is like two weeks in a in a normal season right mm-hmm. and like this is four months and it's tough i mean like i've been on business trips where i'm away to like europe for like three three weeks that was tough this one's four months mm-hmm. and like you know on the business trips you're like eh, this is for the family i'll sleep in a hotel this sucks whatever these guys four months doing the same thing you know it's going to be they're playing baseball they're doing it for the country if you really think about it. that's my take on it mm-hmm. is that this country needs something to cheer for something new something not the news you know and i think if they can like uh step up for the country and like suck it up for like four months uh, to play, that's that's not too bad. And you know, like they're gonna have the best <clears throat> medical facilities. They're gonna have the best testing. Something's gonna happen, I think, because someone's gonna sneak in somebody. You know? Yeah. And something's gonna happen, and that's gonna ruin the whole thing. But I feel like even with that risk, <clears throat> um, I don't know. I, I just feel like for the country, it's just the morale, uh, just to give yeah. everybody just some happiness. I think I would I would like for them to step up. I don't know if I'm being selfish or not, um, but right now, like doctors and nurses, grocery workers, 
they're all stepping up. They're making it. Yeah. They're, they're stepping up for us to, like, be able to continue our life. And I just feel like baseball, you guys get super security, super medical staff. None of these, you know, grocery workers and essential people are getting that. And, right. you know, and they're endangering the family every day by going home. These yeah. guys are protecting their families and still making money for them. So it's a really plus tough with, call right uh, now. Plus with baseball players, the athletes and all that, you know, these are people that are, you know, except for somebody like Bartolo Colon, these are all people that are in tip top shape. They're supposed to be in hashtag best shape of their life and all that. They're the type of folks that could, you know, conceivably recover from something if it should happen. But that's the whole idea of this biodome of this bubble. It's everybody's going to be kind of in their own realm, in their own world and not really have access to the outside world. And, you know, Brooke, I'm sure you were old enough for, for this one, or if not, you've seen the clips plenty. You know, Gary, you're talking about like, uh, you know, what it means to the country and like the, the just kind of, you know, sort of some semblance of restarting it. And you think of that, that Mike Piazza home run from the Mets, what a couple, like a week after 9 11 happened, yeah. and just how much that meant. You know, you had, you had W throwing out the, uh, the first pitch. The strike. And <laughs> the strike, dude, W, Got like, it in, man. Good that boy, that boy could get it. That's it. Uh, that's an athlete right there. But um, you know, it, it kind of signaled the the, the restarting of, of the country in a way. And, and you know, baseball is America's pastime, so you can kind of relate it that way. And, and people will probably feel, hey, you know what? We we can get through this, and it is something. You know, they <laughs> baseball is an entertainment <laughs> sport. It's a, it's entertainment for all of us. And putting it on TV, uh, even with no fans, I mean, what WrestleMania seemed to work this past weekend. Uh, I understand it. I, I just think there's going to be too many people, too many loud people about it happening for it to not happen. Because it really, if you're looking at the the greater scale of it, a couple like one year off of baseball, worst case scenario. It's like, really, we're bitching about that. We're going to look back in 20 years when it's the end of the world. <laughs> and it's like, oh, at least we got baseball back for them two weeks. <laughs> but it's just not the players that are making money. We're talking about mm-hmm. the Dodgers uh, marketing team, the Dodgers PR team, the Dodgers, the MLB's PR team, the human resources, the people that work at BAMTech, the work people that work in, you know, maybe in, in some of the merchandise, like Fanatics, even though they're doing a great job mm-hmm. right now. There is an economy. There's a baseball economy. We're part of the baseball economy too, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah, we are. I could be totally biased in what I'm saying right now, right? But the thing is, that money has a trickle-down effect where people then have money in their hands. They're going to go out there and spend money on local restaurants that need more of our money to get some food mm-hmm. onto our tables, to the grocery shop workers, you know, to all those people. Like, Money needs to come somewhere from a natural economic standpoint. It can't just be thrown to us through stimulus or anything like that. It needs to be done in an organic, economic way. And baseball, if baseball can do that, then that provides us a lot. It gives a little bit more money instead of just people being scared at home um, Mm -hmm. and not making money. You know? Like, this is how... This is the the part where capitalism is that engine that just... it, It gets it to work. But we're going to have to start getting moving soon. We cannot be stuck in our houses for a whole year. And that means the same thing. We can't just say, okay, let's just throw baseball out for a whole year. Like, if they can't do anything to save, like, my my number was, like, 75 games. Even with 75 games, like, 
don't get me started on if World Series counts or not, because I don't know yet. But <laughs> 75 games still is 75 games worth of revenue to share to people who need the money. You know, that that's bas- mm-hmm. that's my basic take on it. Yeah, I think I think you guys kind of hit it right on the head where baseball is more than anything. It it's, feels like it's something that signifies that the pace of the country. And that's kind of just true for sports in general, I think now. Um, you know, there's that field of dream speech where he makes where he's like, America's rolled by like an army of steamrollers. It's been a race and it marks the sign of the time, basically. Baseball does. Yeah. And I think that's true. I think whenever baseball's moving, the country's moving. And whenever it's not, the country stops. And it's it's a morale thing for sure. But like you said, Gary, it's economically it's a boost. Um, a lot mm-hmm. of people rely on it. There's a lot of jobs created from baseball, and as a result, it trickles down and does well for the economy. And so without it, it's difficult. And I think obviously true of any sport. Uh, realistically but um i think of the sports that are still on hold baseball is probably the most realistic to have a chance to come back um i do think the nba is at a higher risk um and that it seems less likely to me that the nba would be back i don't even the nhl is still up in the air like i feel like the nhl will just do whatever the nba does i feel like um but in terms of baseball (sighs) there's a likelihood that it can come back that there's still a lot of time left in what would have been the season, you know, basketball mm-hmm. and hockey is different because their seasons are supposed to be up pretty soon, like this month. So it's a little different, but I don't know. Like I still don't, I don't feel like it's realistic still. Like, like we were talking about. I don't know how yeah. realistic is. It is. I, I, I agree with you that I don't know how realistic because of all the issues like passing brought up like trout, his, his wife is going to get married and hey, not married. Mm-hmm. His wife is pregnant. Not too married. His wife is pregnant. Is gonna be, you know, having a baby. I know, right? Um, <laughs> but you know, those are those are real questions. And if for those players, because this is a way for all the players to get paid, right? If there yeah, is an yeah. asthmatic player who is afraid of being in that kind of environment, he chooses not to play. Does does that mean he's going to be treated as a player on the disabled list, right? Oh, and then that gives his team an unfair you know, it's just an unfair advantage for other teams. And then does he get paid? So then everybody, he can get paid by being on the disabled list in a regular season, but would he get paid here? And that's where all the money comes in. You know, to be honest, let's just call out the owners. The owners need to step up. They're billionaires. I would say 60% of the owners in the MLB, their baseball team isn't even their main money maker. You know? They have other sources of income that can help alleviate some of the some of the the, the income that's being lost here, you know. Yeah. And it's tough. There's just so many things. It's not realistic that's going to happen. That's what I mean. I agree with you with, with <clears throat> you, Brooke, about that. I think the logistics of it, if they can pull it off and it works, holy good lord, good freaking job, you know. But NBA, NHL, I don't know. But I think baseball is the one thing that needs to come back. Mm-hmm. You just gotta work really hard to get it there. Get it there. Yeah, yeah. Clint, I had I had a I had a question for you, but first I want to jump into some comments. But I'm gonna yes. ask you a question after that, so be ready for questions. Are you ready for questions after? Hold on, wait, wait. Yes, uh, I'll just I'm just keep this going the whole time. Just the entire time that I I read some comments <laughs> off of, uh, checking in on some of the comments because you guys are sounding off a little bit on there. And we Ashley says, "Up dorks, watching from Los Gatos." She called us dorks. Thank you, Ashley. Appreciate Rude. that. Words hurt. Uh, Tony Reyes over on Facebook says, "I miss baseball, but I don't want a player miserable because he can't be with his family." 
it's a fair point. It's it. You do have to take into account that people have families, apparently. Uh, so they say. Yeah. Um, Allegedly. A couple. Yeah, a couple other things on here. Um, Gary, some people like what you really like what you had to say today. A couple people agree that you're really on point. I'm sure. Uh, Alfredo. Alfredo says that I wasn't a glint in my daddy's eye so. when Piazza hit that home run, which is, <laughs> I mean, I was I was ten, so I was a little wow. bit of a glint. <laughs> no, they're trying to say daddy walked out. Oh yeah, daddy walked out. Which, uh, yeah, yeah, you nailed that one. <laughs> Ryan Moore is saying there definitely should be a player and union vote on it, which of course that's the there's there's so many different pieces that need to come together to make this thing work and what you know right. gary like you mentioned of of the players that that uh that say no what does that mean what does that mean for that that previous agreement the multi you know million dollar agreement that that's uh covering players through may and and the whole you know guaranteed service time thing that everybody's hating on mookie about or whatever do those players now if they forfeit their right to play from health concerns yeah is it like an injury list uh stint or something like that do you have to have insurance out on it uh yeah whatever it may be the question i was going to ask you clint is if you're looking at this from a financial standpoint as a player and you know if you're you know mike trout like what is he making like upwards of 35 million dollars a year or something like that if you're if you're him you're looking at that and you're like yeah like either i'm going to get paid like very little, like what are they making like $4,000 a day or something like that during the, 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 yeah. during the payoff period, which is only poor, set to last through May. Um, <laughs> poor bastards. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I mean, if you're that guy and you're like, mm, well, I need to make $35 million a year. So yeah, I'm going to play. That's an easy decision. But if you're Matt Beatty, it's a little different. If you're like, yeah. Hey, I only make, what does he make? league minimum he makes league minimum he makes yeah. nothing like compared to trout so and it's also like, for six hundred forty five thousand dollars are you gonna go away from your family for an, for a couple months out of the year maybe well, yeah but it's considering a lot that would be decision. considering i didn't make that much the previous year like in Beatty's case they only played in 99 games he was you know on the big league roster for maybe 120 days or games or or whatever it may may have been so that, that makes a huge difference that kind of money yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's life changing money there. If you're talking about a, a first year player that wasn't, let's be real, if we're using the case of Beatty, he's not the most the most heralded player. He wasn't a super high round draft pick, so he didn't come home with banks of money to nope. uh, to go and play minor league baseball. So for the players, and and definitely there's there's a reason. If, and if you're asking me, like what what would it take for me? Uh, not very much. Remember, <laughs> there, the house, other, there are other people here in. <laughs> That, that have vested interest in the players playing. You know, there are a lot of contracts that can be broken if the, there is mm-hmm. no season. We're talking like all the sponsors, all that kind of stuff. That is real stuff. Those are That's real money in the background that nobody's talking about. You know, mm-hmm. it's like all those pharmaceutical deals you hear about that's on getting played behind the back right now. You yeah. know, there's a lot of stuff going on. And I think the players are just use, getting used as a pawn right now. There could be yeah. people behind the players association that are pushing it because they have their own agendas and stuff. It, it doesn't, I mean, if you really think about it, it doesn't make sense for them to play. Uh, I spoke about the morale thing for the country. Yeah. That's, you know, cheesy stuff that, yeah, that can work from a newspaper st- standpoint. But at the end of the day, it's like, why are you risking your players health next year? Cause we've seen that this can, it, from reports or stuff that I've read. So I am not the news. Okay. But from what I've read and from friends that I have who are doctors, 
there is some effect on the lungs after you've recovered from coronavirus, you know? Yeah. So these players aren't going to be the same if they get it. So are you going to risk assets, you know? Of course, you know, tests are, are being refined and I'm sure, you know, various vaccine attempts are being uh, fixed and are, are fixed up and whipped up in a lab somewhere. Uh, just depending on whether or not it's the good guys or the bad guys that are making it up is when we're going to get it and how much we're going to have to pay for it. But one of the, uh, the stipulations of this thing is that these, these tests need the fast tests, whatever the hell you want to call them. They need to be readily available to all. There would be, I guess, 11 ballpark, uh, MLB ready ballpark options in Arizona uh, for for the Biodome League. Um, you know, there yeah. there are still a lot of question marks to be had with it. And you know, Brooke, you were talking about how you know NBA, NHL, and all that. Those are those are super high contact sports. As for baseball, it's yep. it's a mix because there's not well, there's not much physical contact. People are dudes are grabbing the balls constantly in a game. Yeah. Uh, oh, wait, I had the button. Um, so go. for the people who didn't read all of, of what this sort of uh, potential, what this, what am I, a perspective, uh, not perspective, I'll go with potential. Uh, MLB in May situation would be, uh, they would be implementing a, an electronic strike zone, which we already want. So the home plate umpire could actually maintain space from the catcher and not be leaning on them like a bunch of lazy asses. No mound visits from the catcher or the pitching coach. Uh, I, I found the seven inning double header thing really weird. Um, so that there, that idea there allows them to get closer to that 162 game season. Uh, I guess they're throwing in as a bonus for us, uh, you know, more players wearing microphones, which I'm all down for. And oddly players, not in the dugout, but in the stands to maintain six, uh, six feet apart that whole, <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that's weird, but that's these, some of these, the uh, they could be the crowd yeah. and the players. Awesome. <laughs> these are these are all things that have reportedly been been talked about over the past couple of weeks. They're not they're mm-hmm. not necessarily in the deal itself yet, uh, mm-hmm. but they've all been options that have been discussed. So it's it, it definitely looks like they're considering. You know, Dave Roberts a couple of weeks ago was like, "You gotta you gotta consider every option that's available if you want to get baseball going again." And that, honestly, it looks like that's what they're doing. It looks like they're saying like. Let's talk every single thing we could possibly do to get baseball going. And we got to consider it. You got like as weird as it might be. No mound visits. Like that's something that's been talked about. No mound visits. Like imagine that. Like how does yeah. that even work? Like you, you got to learn earpieces. like hand signals or something like that. I mean, I mean, yeah, you earpieces. get earpieces though. Then you got some Astro situations going on again. And you don't want <laughs> things like that happening, do you? So, so you monitor, you know, have an MLB official monitor the whole thing. They had those yeah, with they, the, they did the, when the, the video cheated. <laughs> Dude didn't do shit. <laughs> yeah. They didn't do nothing, man. They still cheated. So they got him drunk. All, this, all of this all of this to say is if baseball happens in 2020, it's gonna be hella weird, at least for part of it. Probably all of it if it happens. Um and I think my biggest takeaway from this when I was thinking about it, I was like, you know, Astros fans. They're still going to find a way to make fun of us for winning a shortened season in Arizona somehow, despite the fact that they cheated to get a World Series. They're still going to find a way. And you guys are on Twitter. You understand what I'm talking about. There's just something weird with Astros fans that does not click in their head. I saw that tweet, Brooke. I didn't I didn't reply to you. I think I was just like scrolling through it. I saw it. Honestly, mm-hmm. I just think I don't care what Houston Astros fans think. Like they can. They're just a bunch of cheaters. It's just really. I don't. It, I, like it's, I, I, I'm gonna get a lot of slack for this, but it's just like, 
No, I can't say it. But like, <laughs> if it's just somebody that I don't respect says something, of me, I don't give a sh- I don't care anything about that. It's about it's, it's not it's not know? that I care. It's it's not that I care. It's that I they're the dumbest people are always the loudest people, and that's true of anything in the world. I think, and uh, they I it's just so interesting to me that things don't click in their head. Like I had posted something about uh like Jose Altuve plays really bad defense. Carlos Correa plays really bad defense. Josh Reddick yeah, plays yeah. Really, like all these things about like their fielders aren't good. That's why they had to cheat. Cause they wanted to hit. And some guy was like great commentary. And I was like, okay. And he's like, yeah, good luck without a world series. And I was like, you don't have one either. And he's like, 2017 says differently. I'm like, Ooh. you, you know what just happened? Like, we both know what just happened. Are you just, are, are you just saying like, I don't care if we cheated? He's like, yeah, I don't care. And I'm like, okay. Uh, Cause I think logically in my head, and this is kind of transitioning into our next topic. So we might as well start talking about it anyways, but logically in my head, if I found out the Dodgers were doing something like that and we won the 2017 World Series, in my head, I'm like, there's no way I would say that's a legitimate trophy. Like, there's mm-hmm. no way I would be like, oh, I don't care. We won. What does the, what does the record book say? I don't care if there's an asterisk. Like, I wouldn't do that. And so when I look at the Astros fan base, I'm like, there's something wrong with you guys. Because you have the at least the minimum amount of IQ level to be a normal person in this society. I mean, there are some people are this. Yeah, it's just like, dude, some people are just dumb. (laughs) And that's how the world works. It's called balance. If there are really smart people like Bill Gates, there's going to be really stupid people like Astro fans. You know, it's just the way the world works. It's balance. It's like what Mr. Miyagi taught me back in the day. It's all about balance. All right. And that's going to get you through life. Just know that for every good person, there's a bad person. You know, and that's just the way I think, too. You know, it's just like (laughs) it's just the way life just balances things out. You know? When I, I, I'm just stuck on Brooks minimum IQ. <laughs> That's it. That's all I needed. <laughs> That's all you needed from that. Right? That's it. You That's have compassion. You have thing. social IQ. You have, you know, there, you have, you have it's, a, it's called a soul, Gary. Yeah. He has a soul. <laughs> Despite his stoic look and general lack of caring, he does have a soul. And Brooke, I do care about people. You'll never hear me say anything nicer than, about you again. I mean, we're okay. We're getting on the top of the Astros, so I want to transition to this next thing because do it. There was finally, fine. I mean, there's been one, one real Astro apology from the 2017 World Series team. There's been one, real one, and that was Marwin Gonzalez, who's now a twin. He's on the Twins. Twin. So Marwin, obviously, it was you know more of a PR move than anything, probably. Yeah. But I mean, his his apology his apology was like okay. Like you're on a new team, you admitted you did wrong. That was that was the thing for me. It wasn't just like I'm sorry. It was like you admitted you did wrong, and then you apologized. And it's like cool. I like that. Altuve and Bregman read off of cards at a press conference, like literally line word for word read off of a card. And I was like, screw you guys, screw you two under five foot five men. I cannot stand you as human beings. And the words say I should say this. And I like I like this card. I like Bregman's card blowing away from him and the guy like bringing it back. Anyways, so that was embarrassing. So we really only had one 2017 World Series apology, and that was Marwin Gonzalez. But Mm -hmm. enter Evan Gaddis. Gaddis made like a really snarky comment on Twitter that kind of kind of lit me on fire a little bit. He posted (laughs) that uh, the coffee cup of Mike fears that says snitches get stitches. And I was like, the hell is wrong with this guy? He's not even in baseball anymore. And he's still talking crap. And I took, I I took it personally for Mike fears, but as it turns out, he, 
you know, Gaddis was like, this is a joke. Like I've talked to Mike Fierce several times. I think what he did was awesome. And he's like, and I'm going to apologize for it. And it was like, okay. Yeah. And then he went on the athletics, one of their podcasts that they're doing during this thing. And it was, first of all, the funniest apology that I've ever <laughs> read in my entire life or heard. And it was also strangely enough, one of the most sincere apologies I've ever heard in my entire life. Did you, did you get to listen to it at all, Gary? Gary? No, I didn't. I didn't get to hear oh, I read a little bit of it and it dude, was just straight up. He just cusses. Yeah. He just cusses the entire time. It's Something just that can't like, be played on air everywhere. That's how no, he said no, it. No, you know? no, 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 no. I'm not. proud of him. I mean, he, he did good. He basically was like, you know, we'll, we'll take out the expletives for you guys. Cause I know there's kids watching at home, <laughs> but it was basically Me. like, look, everybody wants to be the best and we cheated to get there. And <coughs> I think, I think one of the things that got like, one of the things that I guess hit hit home with me most about his apology was like he he really felt bad that he cheated the fans out of something. Like mm-hmm. there's always so much about like you cheated the team out of something, you cheated the players out of something, yeah, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. Your, your and there is something to that for sure. But he he admitted all of that, and then he was like, you know, I feel I feel bad for the fans. And Gary, you've you've gotten a chance to interact with a lot of people on what the Astros took from Dodgers fans specifically. Mm-hmm. And you've seen that a lot of people were like, yeah, my dad died like right after the 2017 World Series and or, you know, right after they lost the World Series. And it's like that was my last that was my last chance to have something with him like that. And they they stole it from him. And there's Mm -hmm. so many instances of that where it's like it's so much more than just you cheated at a sport and cheated some other players out of it. There's people that take this thing very personally. There's people that this affects their moods. This is, this affects their lives. And I'm one of them. I mean, it it destroyed me when the Dodgers lost the world series. I don't Uh think I talked to anybody for like a week (laughs) and I'm sure you guys understand that completely. So to hear this come from Gaddis was like, for me, it was like, okay, that that's a good step. It's a a guy who's out of baseball, but he needs, you know what he needs to do there. I, I don't know what movie this was, but he needs to pay back this debt. He needs to go to every grave, every Dodger fan, everybody that he's hurt at that level and say, I'm sorry, you know? And like, that's just what they have to do if they want to get through like heaven's gates. You know, it's just like you cheated out of a, a lot of people. You you corrupted a lot of kids, especially in, in the Houston area. You've l- yeah. added a layer of corruption in their hearts that they believe that the Astros are still world champions because they still have a trophy. And those kids are the ones that are going to grow up and be the pricks that nobody likes. Well, I mean, we're talking about a bunch of the down-home Texas boys, so they was probably already heading that way. (laughs) Shout out to all of our Texas fans. Cooper. (laughs) Yeah, Cooper and... uh, Just Cooper. and the rest, you know, Katie brings up uh, Josh Reddick showing off his stupid ring like it meant anything. And the the best worst part of it was we already talked about it before, but like there was zero. It made no sense in the argument, in the Twitter argument. Uh, but the thing I, I took away most from this Gaddis thing, it's like every it's the players that are no longer on the Astros who are coming out and actually being contrite and being like, Hey, this got way worse than it should have. Or, right. You know, people calling out Beltron or Cora and all the, you know, those type of people and whatever. So like that, what up with that? It just seems kind of weird. Like, you know, we read about it for so long, 
the the players were scared of uh, Carlos Beltran. It, it, what's going on there in Houston where these players need to get thousands of miles away to be able to say something about it? You know, is little Altuve threatening to cut their their ankles or something like that? I don't <laughs> I don't really know, but it's just it's it's funny how this keeps happening. Or even Gaddis' case, he's pretty much out of baseball now. Yeah, I mean Gaddis, he I think he did touch. I read the article where he did touch about like nope, everybody knew it was wrong, but nobody could do anything about it. Okay, mm-hmm. we all know how right. it is, right? In a big group of guys, right? Even if it's like out partying in Vegas for a bachelor party and you don't want to do something, but everybody's like, you don't want to be the one that says, I want to go back to my room. You know, you don't want to be that guy. And it's the same Gary, thing. Let's, let's dig into this story. I want to know who, yeah, yeah. who hurt you. What year <laughs> it's was this? four o'clock. I can't do no more. You know, it's like those kind of things, but you just got to keep on going because you don't want to ruin the flow of the, of the success yeah. of, of the fun, yeah, yeah. you know? So it's just, um, I think that's I, I, what he I, fell into. And it took a really strong yeah. person, even though he did leave the team. Fears did do something that, you know, it's still a baseball fraternity. He did yeah. do a lot of things that are, quote, unquote, against the, the you know, unwritten rules. But unwritten he did rules. something that was right. And that takes a lot of balls. And, I, you know, no matter what, for the rest of his life, uh, whoever is associated with him should be proud that they're associated with him. Because he had the balls to stand up to what was wrong. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're definitely right. Let's see. Uh, <laughs> let's get a couple of... Oh, I, I upset Mrs. Brooke about the, my text in line. Catch these hands, uh, Mrs. Brooke. <laughs> you can find that's, me on the internet. You, kid. <laughs> it's like, I'm, I didn't say anything. I'm just watching this. Um, I think... Uh, I don't know who Greg is. I'm pretty sure they met Gary. Jerry Riggs says, uh, just burning the hell, cheaters. That's, that's one way. I mean, we could make that bumper sticker. Put that little ask, yeah. Put the ask, ask, uh, uh, what's his name, Rob Lowe, who his uh, t shirt maker is, and see about making some of those. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Clinton, by the way, he likes uh, he likes your stash, so we got to get in our our weekly stash love for you. That's what's up, uh, Leslie. Leslie, you know, we we've talked about it a lot, but talking about the uh, the you Darvish side of it and uh, (laughs) how much. How much hell that dude went through, but you know, it, like of it all, it was kind of cool to see the arc for him because he he rebounded. Like he's now a sort of semi beloved character in Dodger lore, going from this this hated villain that he became. So yeah. I mean that that's one of like the cool side stories of it. But either way, the, the, if I'm in my trying Delorean. to find anything that's not Delorean. <laughs> If I'm a, in my DeLorean, I can go back and tell people, you know what happened? We lost you, Darvish. We we lost, like, a uh, top 20 pitcher, top 15 pitcher yeah. in the league, you know, who could have been with us for the next couple years. And it's like, we lost that because we were cheated out of it. He could have been a Dodger. Mm-hmm. Or yep. He said he would have stayed. It was just that he was afraid for his kids. That was the main reason he signed somewhere else. Yeah, he he got a lot of he got a lot of threats. People were really crappy towards him, and I think a lot of people really forget that the Dodgers don't get to the World Series in 2017 without you, Darvish. And that's like a really like even with him being cheated by the Astros, the Dodgers probably don't get to the World Series without him. Mm-hmm. And so with I mean with that in mind, it's like yeah, he sucked in the 2017 World Series. Even if you look past the cheating, you're like, but we still needed him. And he still did the job he was supposed to do, like regardless of if we knew it or not that they were cheating. Mm-hmm. He's like it, it didn't make sense at the time to me to see see him treated like that. 
I still don't quite get it. Even if they, even if, even if I didn't know the Astros were cheating, I still wouldn't understand it. But you add in that, and you're like, okay, I really feel bad for that guy. He took yeah. a lot of crap for a long time. Like he's been taking crap for almost almost three years now because yeah. of it. And he, he, when you look at that, you're like, yeah, no wonder why he's, you know, and I'm sure it's played in how he's pitched from here on out because he, let's be honest, he hasn't pitched particularly well in Chicago with the Cubs. No. He's not been very good. No. He has, he's definitely not as been as he good as he has been in the past. And you got to wonder how much has that been affected by 2017? Yeah. Well, there's a lot of it, especially in this first year there in Chicago, you know, coming out of, uh, or coming off signing that big deal, off of a bad, you know, a terrible World Series numbers. But you look at the LCS, you look at even his time after, uh, you know, coming to L.A., uh, postseason excluding World Series, he was he was an exceptional pitcher. Before, yeah. when he was an all-star pitcher, he was great. You know, even before coming to L.A. with the, with the Rangers, he was really, really good, except for his last start where he gave up, what, like nine runs in, in one inning that – inflated his era to like just over four it took that much but he was still solid there and uh you know gabriel talks about here on, on youtube says you know darvish didn't get as much hate as kershaw did and does still i guess that's there's how no, strong kershaw is that's how no real strong well, he is you know yeah yeah that's that's tough you know bless bless up darvish bless up kershaw hope you guys are safe <laughs> wash <laughs> wash your hands that's how we're going to just wrap up every segment that way Wash your hands. Uh, speaking of washing your hands, we do have uh, our, our final segment of the show here. We got to talk about uh, this is our rally safety tip with Mr. Gary Lee. Oh, here it is. <laughs> rally safety. Well, there's, so, Gary, there's no real sound here. So, uh-huh. you know, this okay. is just me explaining it. how to make a mask for you guys. So, reenact it. You should do one of those things like where you're look booking over it or whatever you're talking. Uh huh. Uh, I, I'm just explaining by here. I'm fitting into the screen right now so people can see it. Like, like basically, do, do it's just three over. parts. Yeah, yeah, it's just uh, taking the rubber bands. The good thing about this setup is the towels on the on the side part where you roll it right here. It offers really good side protection because, like regular masks, like regular uh, you know those dentists whatever masks that you're everyone's wearing, there's a lot of holes on the side, so like air can come through from the side. But this setup, it's all nice and secure. Look at that, beautiful. It hurts the ears a little, but it's okay. You know? It's ginormous. And then uh, I think you put on the hat. Uh, you're pretty good. Uh, you know, I thought, uh-huh. I think it works out pretty well. And then you say, get over here. Yeah. There, there you go. <laughs> it is a Thank fat, you. like, it is a fat mask. So, so Ninja Gary, I do have to ask you, how, what's, what's the breathability like in that thing? It's actually pretty good because those two cushions right here push out the space and it's only one layer here. So then there's actually like, an inch of space where it's breathable and and the thing is you guys know about the mask the rules about the mask is great movie uh, if you can put a candle in front of you and you can't blow it out wearing a mask that's a good mask so those are the things that you just gotta look into hmm? <laughs> and and we're learning <laughs> these are money tips with mgl oh for sure there you go yeah you got some preference no, stuff here is... if you want <laughs> 
yeah what what is the rule now and 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 cali it's basically it's not it's just shy of being strictly enforced but everybody is semi-required to wear a mask now some form of it's highly face yeah in los angeles garcetti just said that you're required to wear it when you're going out to essential businesses and they can turn down services to you if you're not wearing a mask oh man how am so I they might to, not. They might not let you into a store if you're not wearing a mask. How am I supposed to pick up my heroin now? <laughs> That's your essential dealer. <laughs> my essential. <laughs> uh, Katie gives you uh, another tip here. Uh, Katie says use hair bands instead of rubber bands for better comfort around the ears. Yeah. So. That's, that, that's what I that's what I did with mine, Gary. I should have told Katie, you that. Katie, there's another tip. I found a kid uh, online. He did 3D printers, but okay. he basically took something like this size. It's about like four inches. Put on the back of their head, so it's like a light plastic piece. And then they hook the uh, uh, rubber bands to that, so it doesn't go over the ears. And this kid is like a Cub Scout or, or, or whatever, and he did it somewhere for the hospital in the Midwest. And all he's made hundreds of them for the nurses, and then the nurses... Therefore, the ears aren't like getting cut because of all that pressure on their ears. So, Katie, little plastic piece, hook the rubber bands there, and then you got a really good, comfortable piece. There you go, Gary. Safe in the world, one mask at a time. Just, uh, just Roach it. says, Roach says it's mandatory in San Bernardino now. And Roach, I got to tell you, it should be mandatory in San Bernardino, regardless of whether or not there's a virus out there. Just so you know, <laughs> it should be classic San Bernardino. Uh, he also had a, a cool uh, Marvel. He has Hulk right on his, uh, right on his uh, his schnoz there. Thanks to a that. buddy who who made him one. I've been looking uh, for Spider Man masks, like full on, like the whole thing. You know, coming home or homecoming. <laughs> those those masks are looking pretty good. Uh, Alfredo says, "Don't go into a bank, Gary." Um, <laughs> I don't know if that's a threat. They don't, they don't got money to they don't got money to steal these days. Don't worry about yeah. it. <laughs> It's it's all it's all it's a call right now. Isn't it all Bitcoin? Pretty much. <laughs> uh, Ricky Ricky Bobby Trujillo loved my my uh, my mask reference. Jim Carrey, great movie. So I'm gonna mm. give me some points right there because I was proud of that. That's good. That's uh, good. And we got uh, Clinton again on YouTube saying thanks for the tip, Gary. You the man. You are the man. No problem. You the man. Just you want everybody man. be safe. <laughs> all right, boys. I think it's about uh, getting close to wrap up time. Uh, I don't have anything necessarily scheduled in my head for a final thought. Which one of you guys wants to come up with a final thought off the top of your head? What's what's on your mind, Brooke? Uh, well, I'm sad. Uh, are you guys getting like real stir crazy at home? <laughs> so it's a regular day. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. I, I mean, Gary, you have kids, so I gotta imagine you're going a, you're going a little nuts. It's it's, but you get in the routine day. of the nuts, you know, and like now, you know when they're gonna nuts. get crazy. You can prepare for it. You know, you can literally record something, and say "shut up," and then like play it at about two thirty every freaking day. Yeah. You know, and so you know the thing is, the secret is what giving you... yourself something to look forward to on a Friday or Saturday. That's yeah. what I found very helpful. Um, I think that's something that you know gets the day going, and then just getting a routine, learning something new. You know, I've been watching YouTube like crazy, and you guys know I've been going with all the camera equipment. I'm just trying to learn new new things about this craft, this beautiful craft. You know, and so. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, but yeah, I'm so crazy, you know. And it's raining too. It's, it sucks. Yeah, that's that's yeah, been the a, rain is uh, one crappy part of it. The rain has been rough. It's been rough um, and annoying. And Brooke, it looks like your your uh, Wi-Fi is going to crap. But uh, you know, we're, we're going to get you hardlined for for before the next episode. Pro- probably a good but, plan. It's it's rough no, out here. No, 
I've yeah, I've been making sure to find and and uh, you know generate new and exciting projects at the house over the weekend. I I you know dusted off my old mechanics hat and uh, worked on the car, uh, that kind of stuff. But you know cleaned up the backyard, doing whatever. But still, <laughs> if you're cracking open a beer out there by yourself, then you're just an alcoholic. So that that's where it becomes a little bit, a little bit. Uh, well, you get more of the stir crazy out of it. Yeah. <laughs> But hopefully everybody's anyway. getting getting by and like we're all, you know, we're all still breathing well and everybody's still healthy. So it, it's working. This is what flattening the curve is supposed to look like. So we should be we should be pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what didn't they say? Like we're already doing California's already doing better uh, than and or than expected than projected. So uh, good job, California. Woo, go us. U.S. 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 Just us. Anyways, guys, uh, that's uh, about all the time we've allotted ourselves today because, uh, you know, Brooke is uh, a potato, according to some folks. <laughs> Witness Until protection then, program. <laughs> <laughs> Until then, do find us on the internet. We are DodgersNation.com. Subscribe to Blue Heaven. We are on iTunes, Spotify, iHeart, Radio, Google Play, Stitcher, Radio, Player FM, oh, so many more. And while you're at it, while you're on the internet already, subscribe to our YouTube channel. We are on YouTube.com slash TV. Hit that notification bell so we pop right up the second we, we do a live stream, the second we get uh, a Dodger virtual Dodger game going, all that kind of stuff. Well said. You did a good job there. Uh, that's right, guys. I'm at BrookMe3. This guy over there on the other side of the screen, wherever he might be, is at RealFRG on Twitter and Instagram. I am not a potato, and we are at Dodgers Nation on Twitter, at Officials Dodgers Nation on Instagram. Thank you to Mr. Gary Lee over there on the buttons. Insert applause here, kindly. And thank you guys for being with us. That was a weird sounding applause. It sounded like water. Thank you guys for being with us. Thank you for your questions, your comments, your concerns, your crying with us, your anger at the Astros. And we'll see y'all sometime next week or this week. TBT. TBT. Bye. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.